Just a little tad careful. But we're reading from 1 Samuel chapter 2, and I spoke some time ago on this message, and I feel that the Lord would have us to deal with some more things about it tonight. And we're going to begin reading in verse 27. And I'll ask you to stand while we read, please. And there came a man of God unto Eli, and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Did I plainly appear unto thee unto the house of thy fathers when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? And did I choose out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer upon mine altars, and to burn incense, to wear an ephod before me? And did I give unto the house of thy fathers all the offering made by fire of the children of Israel? Wherefore kick you at my sacrifice and mine offering, which I have commanded in my habitation, and honorest thy sons above me, to make yourselves fat with the chiefest of all the offerings of Israel, my people? Wherefore the Lord God, wherefore the Lord God of Israel saith, I indeed, uh, that uh, thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, Be it far from me. For them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. It's amazing to me how many somehow have got the idea that when one person, or when you pass from the Old Testament into the New Testament, suddenly you begin to read about another God. But my dear friend, nothing could be farther from the truth. My dear one, tonight he's the same yesterday, today and forevermore, and changeth not. Now a lot of folks said, well, now Preacher Blue, he, he did so and so, over there in the Old Testament, but now the God of the New Testament is not quite capable of performing such acts today. But one time more, let me say, hogwash. The God that I'm serving, and if you're born again, the God you're serving, is still able to do that that He will do. Tonight, don't you belittle and don't you weaken our great God, he's still able. But tonight I'm convinced that we're not honoring God as we ought to honor God today. I believe that God is due honor and praise and adoration from that man or woman, boy or girl, that's been born again. A lot of folks won't even praise him. But I believe the Bible instructs us that everything that hath breath, let him praise the Lord. Many of our churches have become starchy and dead and cold when they ought to be praising and glorifying and honoring the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a sad hour we're living in now. Many of our churches don't even honor of the Lord Jesus. They won't honor Him. They won't honor Him in their worship service. They won't honor Him in their lives. They won't honor Him. And dear friend, they expect God to turn around and just pour out a bucket of honey all over us. But God said here, 
He said, you honor me, and I'll honor you. You honor me, and I'll honor you. Now, it's a very crude illustration, but let me use it anyhow. Have you ever heard anybody say, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And God's saying here, you honor me, I'll turn right around, and I'll honor you. Now, I don't know whether you believe that or not, but I still believe it. Amen. I believe it'll happen right here in this day and time that we're living in. I don't believe the God that I'm serving is any different from the promise that he made over here in the book of 1 Samuel. If we'll honor God, I believe God will honor us. Let me tell you something, friend, tonight. The reason that old flag's flying right there right now, I believe there's a day gone by, and I use that respectful of what I'm saying. I believe she's hastening by. But I believe the reason that old flag's waved over our country, there's been some people that's honored God. Amen. I believe that. You said, why, well, you're just getting patriotic. I grant you that, brother. I believe in my country, and I love it. I love my country. I believe with all of her faults, she's still the greatest country in all the world, and I love her tonight. But Jeremy, I believe the day is coming, my dear friend, when men are ashamed and afraid to stand up for freedom and honor God and respect God Almighty. I believe with all of my soul, the God that jerked the, the rug out from Israel in days gone by can do the same thing to America. Yes, sir. I believe God's getting ready to bring judgment down on America. You may not believe that, but I do. But notice now this matter of honoring God and when we can honor God. There was men in the Word of God. There's a lot of folks, my dear friend, when everything's going lovely and the children are healthy and they've got a little money back in their hip pocket and they've got a car and it paid for and a roof over their head. They can say they love God and shout the praises. But this matter of honoring God, a lot of times maybe not the easiest thing in the world. I want us to look at some men and when and how they honored God. Notice, if you will, in Job chapter 1, the Bible tells us much about Job, and here he was, and the Bible said a wealthy man, a rich man, a prosperous man indeed, and the Bible tells us about his life. But one day I see Job standing out there in all the wealth and riches that he had, and here comes a servant across the hill. And he ran up to Job and said, Job, they've told, they've carried off your uh, sheep over yonder, uh, and they've killed the servants with the edge of the sword, uh, and I alone am left to tell thee. Uh, and on and on they came uh, and told him the sad story. Job, uh, they carried them off. Uh, they're killing your servants, uh, and I alone am left to tell thee. Uh, after one, a man came, after a while, a man came in. Uh, with a sad news, Job. Your children were over there at the eldest brother's house. They were eating and drinking. And a storm came up and hit the corners of the house and blew it down. And your children's all dead. My, 
What a disaster. What a tragedy. A lot of badness would start wringing their hands and said, I'm going to quit. God's been mean to me. But Job buried his children and Job was left alone. There he was out there without anything. But I looked down in chapter 1 and the Bible said Job shaved his head and rent his garments and fell down and worshipped. Amen. There's a lot of you right now just looking for a reason to backslide and quit on God. But you can honor God in the time of a storm. Amen. Job never quit. He said, I believe I'll have a worship service. I'm just going to worship. I see the old fellow as he got down on his face. There he was. There wasn't a sheep on the hillside. There wasn't a fat cow roaming the hillside. Looked over yonder and there was a grave of every one of his children. All of them dead. Job said, I'm going to worship. I'm just going to worship. I'm going to honor God. I'm going to show him that I love him. Well, you said now, Preacher Blue, you don't know what I've gone through. Job said, though he slay me, I'm going to trust him. Amen. There's some of you right now. God bless your puny little sick heart. You can stump your toes. God's been I don't understand it. I want to box your jaws. Amen. You hear me tonight. This matter of honoring God is not just jumping a few benches and hollering. It's living for Him when the circumstances are difficult. Amen. Job said, I'm going to worship. I'm going to have me a meeting around here. Oh, the devil, that made him mad. That made the devil mad. You know, he'd already said, now he's just serving you for what he can get out of it. He, that's all he's just serving you for. God said, I'll kick a little more of the hedge down and try him again and see what you think. Amen. And so the Lord let the devil ease up closer. Now, he'd already told him. Now, that light, you leave that alone. Amen. And the devil eased in on him and touched him. There, old Job, their graves on the hillside. His servants are dead. Here he is now. The devil touches him. Here he is. Big old sores begin to ooze, old yellow corruption. His fingers swell. Big old sores break out in his mouth. And in his ears. Oh, here he is. All over him. Old oozing sores. From the top of his head to the sole of his feet. The old man couldn't hardly walk. Devil stepped back and giggled and said, I got him now. And he eased out here to a pile of ashes. Got him an old broke dish. Couldn't go to the doctor down to the drugstore and get any ointment. You started scraping them old scabs off. Miss Job come walking out on them rooster spur heels with all her eyebrows plucked out, you know. I imagine the ladies down at the Peak Lemonade Society had said, 
Ooh, it's your husband. Look at him. He's up to Job and said, Job, go ahead and curse God and die. Imagine his eyes will swell too. He pried that old matter loose. Looked up at her. Said, The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. And then he started a song. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Somebody said, what was he doing? He was honoring God. He said, I haven't charged God foolishly. Amen. Some of you, the slightest little thing, can come around. And God bless your punified heart. You've got the audacity to say, Why? Why? I want to tell you something. Do you know the person that's honoring God? The person when they can't understand it. When the crowds are pressing in on them. And all their friends have turned against them. Look up and say, like old Dr. Weigel, old Dr. Charles Weigel, that old man that wrote, no one ever cared for me like Jesus. I rode over to Tennessee Temple the other day and got his message that he's got on tape. He's gone to heaven now. But you know what the title of his message is? Let her rip. <laughs> old Dr. Charles told about a man, a preacher, that started to build a great church and everything just folded up with him. Just went down. And him and his wife moved out to an isolated desert area. And he had a dear friend that loved him. And one day the man got in his car to drive out to visit this discouraged man. And he got out there and the man came to meet him. And this preacher that loved him said, You're the funniest looking thing I've ever looked at. Said, You look so funny, that screwed up face. The man looked at him and said, If you'd went through what I'd went through, you'd look bad too. Said the friend looked at him and said, Why don't you just cast it over on Jesus? Did I tell you what to do tonight? He's out here in the yard and look up at the stars and the moon and say, God, I'm just going to lay it over in your lap. Then look up and put your hands up to your mouth and say, Lord, let her rip. Let her rip. Let her rip. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of you right now, you said, I wonder why. I wonder why God's doing this. You hound. He said, I don't like to be called a ham. Ham, ham, ham. He said, you don't know what I've gone through. Honor God. Prove to the devil that he's real in your life. Amen. Put God on the spot. Hallelujah.
Job said, I ain't charged God foolish. If he slay me, I'm going to serve him. I love him. Blessed be the name. Amen. Well, you said now, what about old Job? First of all, Job honored God when his family was involved. You can honor God in your family. Do you know that? You can honor God when your family is going through a storm. Amen. And that's not all. He honored God when his flesh was involved. Then that's not all. Here's what I like. He honored God when his friends were involved. One day a bunch of his friends come over and they looked at him and they just sat down. They sat there dead silent. I believe I used to pastor these fellas. Did you cape? Old cape used to pastor them. They'll just, you ever go in the pulpit on a Sunday morning and they'll do you just like Job's friends do? Go ahead and bless me if you can. See if you can get a tear to come right out of that. Go on. Go on, see if you can. Go on. Let us stare at you, amen. Of course, old Marvin don't have nobody like that. <laughs> Dad, you got any like that? Amen. Folks, hear me. He honored God when his friends were involved. They just sit there and stare at him. And then they begin to make accusation after accusation and after accusation after accusation. Just one after the other. And after a while, God tapped them on the shoulder and said, Hey, fellas, you better see if Joe will pray for you. Amen. You better see if Joe will pray for you. Amen. Well, now you said now, so what? so excited. God said, Job, you honor me, and I'll honor you. Marvin, turn over to the last chapter of Job. Amen. Get up here. Amen. You've got a King James Version, haven't you? Yes, sir. <laughs> Get over there. Amen. We'll double up on this thing. Amen. All right, the last chapter of Job. Now, I want us to read just a pad there, all right? That's it. That's it. Read that good and loud. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than... Hold it! <laughs> Did you hear that? What's God proving? He said, Job, you honored me back there. Read it again. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than at his beginning. Hey, Matt, read some more. For he had 14,000 sheep. <laughs> That's quite a few sheep. Six thousand camels. Oh yeah. Not them kind you smoke. Yeah, man. Them kind you ride. <laughs> Amen. Not them kind that ride you, the kind you ride them. Go on, Marvin. Okay. And a thousand yoke of oxen. Amen. That's a lot of steak, boy. <laughs> Amen. I believe they got the point right there. And he had another family too, didn't he? Amen. You say, what was God doing? He is standing by his word. Job, honor me, I'll honor you. Job, honor me, I'll honor you. How many of you still believe that works? Amen. God said, honor me, and I'll honor you. And God stood by his word. 
God honored old Job. Amen. After a while, his sores dried up. And over on the hillside, I hear something. Bat, bat. Look out on the clothesline, a bunch of diapers hanging there. Oh, you laugh if you want to. That's right, boy. Stork never brought them young'uns. Huh? There's them bikini britches hanging out on the clothesline. Three corners, I mean. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why, you said, do you really mean that? I sure do. And if you don't believe it, friend of mine, you don't believe the book. God gave old Job another family. You say, well, now, preacher, believe, wait a minute. Old Dr. Bottle Stopper don't believe it. I don't care what Bottle Stopper believes. He's a nut in your hand. Amen. First cousin, first cousin to Herbert Armstrong. Amen. <laughs> I'm not going to go ahead. You fellas think I'm going to quit? They keep sick. They keep saying, go on, go on. I'm a-going, I'm a-going, amen. Hallelujah. Just honor God. He said, I honor you. I believe that. Hallelujah. All right. He honored God when family was involved. Flesh was involved. And family was involved. And flesh was involved. And friends were involved. But now let's look at another man. Here's a man I want to talk about just a minute. Let's get a good glimmer of him. First time we see him come on the scene, you know, the situation's quite critical around there. Quite critical. I see an old big soldier taking little bitty boy baby up, chopping his head off. And I see mothers a-wailing as they wring their hands. My baby, they killed my little boy. But there was a mama and daddy up there that didn't fear the commandments of the king. Hebrews chapter 11, you can find it for yourself. They didn't fear the commandments of the king. One day that mama said to her husband, can I tell you, we've hit him as long as we can. Husband said, I'll tell you what, darling, I'm going to make him a little bitty ark. Boy, if you preachers want to preach yourself to death, start preaching on arks. You'll preach till I'll tell you right now, your tongue... Anyway, he said, I'm going to build an ark. He built that ark and put that little bitty baby down in it. I imagine they all gathered around and kissed it. Took it off down yonder and set it down a little pond. The bulrushes. That little old sister and mom and daddy went back to the house. That little old sister said, I believe I'll stay out here a little while longer. Watch about it. She's standing there watching, and after a while, here comes Pharaoh's daughter to take her a bath. That little old daughter, that little old sister, her heart beat fast. That girl waded down into the water, and all of a sudden, well, maybe you can cry like a baby better than that, but that's the best I can do right now. If you're all far smart, go ahead and show me. Amen. <laughs> she took that lid off of that little ark said, Why, it's a little baby. It's a little baby. Oh, hallelujah. 
So all of a sudden, if there is a Cupid, God said Cupid aimed dead at her heart. Dunk. He got her right in the heart. And that little old baby looked up at her. Look at Hey man, little old bitty chubby hand come up under Gooseling with Cookie Hey man, get in that heart, boy. And she said, Daddy's been a killing all these, but I'm going to keep this now. <laughs> hey man, I'm going to keep this and Hallelujah. Praise God. Took it back up the house, and that little girl run up, that sister of old Moses run up and said, Your Majesty, you're going to need a nurse for that little baby, and I know where there's a lady available. She said, Go get her. She runs and said, Mama, 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 they found him. They found him. But said, They're wanting a nurse. Do you want the job? She said, Hallelujah, I do. She took off over there, and she said, Your Majesty, my daughter said that you needed a nurse. She said, Yes, take this little bitty uh, Jew baby and take care of it. She said, I sure will. Here I am. <laughs> You're getting drunk as a hound over there, boy. Amen. You know the story. You know how God educated Moses at the devil's expense. Amen. But here's Moses, brought up in the marble halls of Pharaoh's palace, walking down the halls with a robe of royalty on him. Oh, the crowd bowing down. But one day Pharaoh's daughter came up with a necessary paper to be signed and said, Moses, I'll tell you what I want you to do. I've raised you. You'll never tell me that old girl didn't love that baby. I believe she loved him. Now, Moses, there's just one final thing I want you to do. If you'll just sign this paper right here, you'll be my little boy. He's going to have to honor something now. Here he stands, looks out the window, and there's a bunch of ragged Jews making brick. Looks down the hall, and there's royalty and fame and prestige and power. And he said, if I sign that paper, I'm in line for the Pharaoh ship. I'll be the next Pharaoh around here if I just sign that paper. But one of the blessedest statements that comes jumping out of the 11th chapter of Hebrews said that he chose rather. He chose rather to suffer the afflictions with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. Hallelujah. Somebody said, what did he do? He honored God. Amen. Forty years he'd lived there in the palace thinking he was something. God took him down on the backside of the desert, minding Jethro, his father-in-law's sheep, kept him down there forty years, finding out he wasn't nothing. Men praise God showed him a burning bush and headed him back to get his people and praise the Lord. Let him wander through the wilderness forty years, showing him God was everything. Amen. <laughs> mm. This matter of honoring God when your finances is involved. Amen. Yes, sir. Boy, it's easy to honor God when you draw that old bill fold out. 
boy's just stuffed. Hmm. You have to roll it up. Boy, when you have to go in there and... Man, it's dark down in there. <laughs> Man. When you start looking at rabbit tracks and want some salt to go on them, amen? <laughs> amen. When you try to find a recipe for wind pudding. <laughs> Woo! When spring of the year comes and you fight over a wild onion. Amen. This matter of honoring God when your finances were involved. There's a little old town right up here. Some of you folks, how many of you know where Chatsworth's at? Amen. I do too. I do too. I lived up in Chatsworth when I started pastoring my first church. If you want to see where I lived at, go to Chatsworth and go over to the old hospital. And go north on the street, on the west side of the hospital. Get on the street west side of the hospital and go north. About a full block, cross the first street going north and look on the left and you'll see a little old store building. With old red shingles, tar paper shingles nailed on it. With brute and snuff advertisement. With door just shutters over the windows. No windows. And on the inside of it, you want to stick your head in there, just an old partition. There wasn't no wallpaper on it and no carpets on the floor. We'd made up some flower paste and put some newspapers on the wall. And that's where me and Sister Blue live. Honey, stand up, baby. I want them to see my sweetheart. I love you, baby. Glory to God. Any of you little old girls, you say, I want to marry a preacher. It takes a real kind of special kind of woman to be a preacher's wife. We live there in that little old house. And I started pastoring my first church. I'd get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I didn't have no car. You know, I'm getting drunk as a dog. I believe you're kind of sipping on the bottle of Tad there tonight. <laughs> Woo! I'd get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, Sister Blue would make me a little coffee. Kind of scramble me a cackleberry, you know. Now, I'd take and put me an old piece of pasteboard in the bottom of my old shoes where the gravels couldn't get up in my feet. Kind of take my old sock and stretch it out till the holes in the toe would come back under a little bit. And I'd start walking at 3 o'clock in the morning to get to my church by 10 o'clock. Took me a while. 
Boy, I'd walk. Them cars would pass me and just keep on a walking. And walk over there and get there and preach. Boy, those were blessed days, me carrying that little zipper Bible. Oh. I'd go over there and preach, and a lot of times the folks wouldn't think, you know, and they wouldn't ask me to have dinner with them. And I'd lay down on the church pews in the afternoon and rest. And, oh, I've had some of some of the sweetest times there, Larry. Just me and the Lord there in the front of that little old church, just a praying and a talking. <laughs> I'd preach that night and start walking back home. And I'd get home and Sister Blue and we'd sit down and she'd ask me what kind of day we had. <laughs> oh, Lord. And turn the switch off and hit it, keep running. You go, and one day I kicked it and it died. <laughs> Why, you said, Preacher Blue, that honor in God's business is back over there. Shut your mouth, stupid. You ain't got the brains of a hummingbird. Brother, when God said, I'll honor you, that just wasn't that crowd over there. That means 1974. Some of you theologians, don't you, start, don't you start splitting theological hairs with me. I'll stick out my tongue at you. But I will tell you, I was going to church in that old car. And I got down to business and I said, Now, Lord, if you don't do something, hurry, son, you must have had a Methodist tape in there. If that thing's unplayed out, you... Amen. Hurry, that's about as long as I can get a commercial for you. Are you ready? All right. I was going to church in that old car. And boy, he just eloping along, and I said, Now, Lord, if you don't do something, me and you both are going to have to walk. I drove up to church that night, went into church, preached. The pastor got up and said, Folks, Brother Blue needs a new car. And I said, Amen. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Why, sure. Marvin said that's what he had to say. And he said, we ought to just buy him one tonight. Get up here, Mark. Look out through there. Some of them right now is saying, used Volkswagen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey. You can see it, can't you? Yeah. 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 
Amen. Didn't you see that? That's all it was. That's all they're thinking about. I'll tell you what I told them last night. If that's all you think, don't sleep on your side tonight. Your brain's going to run out your ear. But I said, Amen. Boy, they started running over the top of one another. Get down there to buy me a car. I mean, just running over the top of one another. And the preacher said, Brother Ed, you come down here tomorrow. We'll go get it. I said, I'll be here. <laughs> I went out and stepped back and looked at that old yellow Plymouth, and I said, now keep running if you want to. <laughs> you know that cussed thing? I turned it back on. i never seen a thing run as smooth in my life. He just wanted to go home with me again. But the next day, you know, we went down. They said, Brother Blue, what kind of car do you like? <laughs> well, I had a little Oldsmobile. I drove that thing nearly 140,000 miles before. Then parked it. It went to the heaven of Oldsmobiles. And I said, fellas, I'm kind of partial to Oldsmobiles. Boy, they just took off right to the Oldsmobile place. I mean, they never looked... Man, we went by the Ford place like it wasn't even mine. We passed up the Volkswagen and the cry. Man, I mean, we just went by. And they scared me, though. She just had. We went in that, that salesman, you know, man, that sharp look. He walked up and said, Yes, gentlemen, what can we do for you? And they looked him right in his God-given eyeball. And said, we've come to buy this preacher a new car. Well, he said, now, we'll show you our economy. They said, we don't want your economy. No, I said, we don't want your economy. <laughs> Amen. No, I said, I said, we just ain't interested in that economy at all. <laughs> said, what about that? And they took us down, you know, and showed us a beautiful automobile. Boy, when them deacons grabbed that door and slammed it and said, have you got anything better than this? I said, yeah, show us something a little better than this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I nearly got scared. I didn't know whether he had looked at that little white piece of paper on that window. But he walked around and said, what's this and got on it? Well, he said, it's nearly loaded. He said, we don't want no nearly loaded to it. said, we want her loaded, boy. I said, yeah, loaded, man. <laughs> they said, well, right there's the best we got. I want to tell you, it's sitting right down there. Of course, it's got 81,000 miles on it. It's not two years old yet. I'll have nearly 100,000 miles on those two years. I walk down there. That thing has got so many buttons on it. 
here a button, there a button, everywhere a button, button. Honest, it's got buttons on it. When my family's in there, I'm afraid to mash them up. Because you might mash one of them, and it might throw them all out. But what I'm, you know, the other day, I went back to that little old church where I used to have to walk to. And I drove that $8,000 luxury sedan, 98 yellow, uh, double knit up holstered Oldsmobile up in the yard and got out and said, Devil, are you looking? <laughs> Amen. Just God said, honor me and I'll honor you. If you believe it, say man. I said, say man. Glory to God in it. Some of you have said, I wonder. Hey, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> Here a while back, we were standing up there in a smart aleck. You know one of them, don't you? If you pastor, you know a bunch of them. I stand out there, got to the church, you know, and the fella come walking up. And there's a poor little old boy there, and I ain't making fun. God knows I'm not. That's just a little heart. It, it was, you know, had a mental problem. It, he, you know, this smart aleck said, I wonder why God won't give me a big old yellow car. This little old boy said, I guess he knows you couldn't take it. <laughs> he shut his mouth, boy. <laughs> hey, man, I never had to say a thing, just walked off. Hey, man, God honored Moses when finance. Some of you jaybirds sitting here right now. You said, I wonder why God don't bless me. I'll tell you why he doesn't. You want to honor God with his tithe. Amen, Dad! See, when you want honor, amen, I'll furnish my own. I can fasten me some up in there and let them out when I need them. Don't tell me you honor God and won't tithe into the local New Testament church. I don't believe a word of it. All Christians tithe. You did hear that, didn't you? Testing, one, two, three. You did hear that. All Christians tie. Moses honored God when finances were involved. Well, now you said, see there? I don't see so much where God ever honored Moses. If you keep your mouth shut, stupid, they won't have to find out how scripturally dumb you are. Somebody said, well, where did God... 
So all fire honor Moses said, let's go way over in the New Testament. And one day, God's son said to his disciples, said, boys, let's take a little tad of a walk. And he headed up a mountain with them. Now, boys, his mountains are always worth climbing. And he got up there on the mountaintop, and suddenly everything began to get snowy white. And suddenly there appeared with him, who? Moses and Elias. Somebody said, what was he doing? He was honoring Moses. Brother, God, don't forget about his promises. God, don't forget about them. When you honor God, God will honor you. You said, when? When he gets good and ready. Amen. Don't try to rush God. Don't try to tell God when. Just be a recipient and say, Lord, when you're ready, it's all right. It'll work out all right. Now, let me hurry. I've got to hurry. Here's a fella called Daniel that honored God when his faith was involved. I like that, don't you? Amen. They said, hey, Daniel, have you heard the ladies? He said, what's that, fellas? He said, if we catch anybody calling on any other god, he's heading for the den of lions. He said, is that right? And the Bible said as soon as he knew that the decree had been signed, he headed for that window. Somebody said, what was he doing? He was honoring God when faith was involved. Amen. Oh, you said now, preacher blue, he's getting in trouble. Let me tell you right now, you put your faith in God, and I'll promise you right now, I don't care how many lions dens are out there, God can bring you through them. Amen. You know, when you mention Daniel, the first thing that comes to your mind is being a lion. Okay, Daniel, you've prayed, you've served me when the sun was shining. Okay, boy. Here we go, heading for the dinner line. I imagine them lines had already got the advance notice that there's a preacher on the way for dinner. One of them said, I want a leg. One said, I'll have an arm, please. One said, I want white meat. <laughs> but here he was, heading toward the den of lions. And they threw him in. And the lions said, ooh. The old king walked the floor. Next morning when the sun rose, he run down to that den and said, Oh, Daniel, hast thy God that thou service continually delivered thee? Here comes God's part now. Daniel had honored God when faith was involved. And all of a sudden from down in there, I hear Daniel say, Somebody said, what happened? He'd honored God and God had honored him. I believe that, don't you? Some of you young folks, 
You're heading for trouble. I might as well tell you right now. You've got the gall to say in a service like this you're saved, but you take them over there in that, country, in that county school full of unbelievers, and you just kind of melt in with the crowd. You said, well, I'm in school now. I, I won't ruffle the waters. I'll just kind of go along with the crowd. Let me tell you something, kid. When the chips, when the chips are down, don't expect God to honor you. But honor God over there. And I promise you right now, He'll honor you. Amen? But I want to take up one more. I think that's about all some of you can stand, anyhow. But I want us to look at a couple of fellows this time that honored God when faithfulness was involved. Amen? Here they are. If you remember the children of Israel, God said, I'm going to give you that promised land. I'm going to give it to you. It's yours. I'm going to give it to you. But all of a sudden, they decided they had to have a conference. A business meeting, if you please. Oh, yes. And I can hear them say, Now I want to send out some spies into the land. Now I can hear one of them say, Brother Moderator. <laughs> Amen? Brother Moderator. Brother Moderator? They'll go. But I want you to notice something else. They got over there into that land. And can't you just see them up there on, crawling up the top of the hill? I used to pass to these fellas. We tried to buy a lawnmower one time for three years and never did get it. One of them said, we'll bring old Bossy up and let her eat the grass. Old Bossy. And I reckon they did. When I left, that grass is still there and no lawnmower. Amen? Why, you said, Brother Ed... I tell you right now, I'd have been just like them. I'd look the situation over. One of them said, Looky, 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 looky. And he said, What is it? He said, That's the biggest man I've ever looked at in my life. He said, I'm a getting out of here. I'm a going back to camp and call a special business meeting. Because I got up this morning wanting to eat me some garlic. <laughs> We're heading back for Egypt. One of them said, if you'll make the motion, I'll second it when we get back. Huh? You can tell I pastored for 20 years, can't you? Well, I can see them run back into camp and say, Brother Moderator. Brother Moderator. Said, woo! And mmm! Said, you ought to have seen them. Said, me and John here like the fainted. But said, John's got something he wants to say. John gets up and said, yes, I want to make a motion that we get out of here 
as quick as we can. Because I come by the house a while ago and told my wife to pack while I prayed. Some of you preachers, pastoring, you'll run up against a booger ever. And you know some preachers are the worst booger hunters I ever saw in my life. Get up, Marvin. You know, a bunch of preachers around through this country, when they've stayed at a place about two or three years, and somebody kind of raises his bristles at him, they'll say, well, folks, I feel like the Lord's through with me here. And you know what? I used to be like that around here. I really did. I'm honest. I lived around through here, outside the pastor churches, and about every two or three years, I'd say, well, I feel like the Lord's through with me. And I got so bad at it. I'd drive around behind stores all the time to sit in front. I caught myself looking for cardboard boxes to pack in. I like to wreck one day on the highway, driving behind a garbage truck, and an alpha box fell off, and I like to wreck trying to get it. And after I got the thing come to me, I wasn't even resigned. Ain't that a sign? But anyway, he said, Brother Moderator, them giants over there, the sons of Anak, we got to get out of here. But all of a sudden, I hear a, I hear a thrashing and a, and a hollering up on the hillside, and here comes two fellers off of the hillside. Said, hold it! Woo! Hey! Woo! Hold it! And one of them looked up there and said, who is that? And I said, they don't know who that is, but say he's got purple blood running all down his bed. You didn't get it? Grape juice. You know, I bet you could have had a time with grapes that big. Can you just imagine getting one of them and walking up to somebody and squeezing your squirt juice all over them, amen? One grape. <laughs> just one. Boy, you know, one day I got to shout. I said, if grapes were that big, I wonder what a watermelon would like. Glory to God. They said, hold it, fellas! Hold it! And they come running into in camp. One of them said to the, ha, it's them two old agitators. Ha! And they run up and said, hey, fellas, what you doing? We're having a business meeting. Business meeting? Yeah. We're going to get out of here. Get out of here? Yeah, I said, didn't you see them giants over there? Said, giants? No! 
said, I was over there laying down on my belly eating grapes and honey. Amen. You said the Bible don't say they said that. Don't say they didn't. Said, no, fellas, we can't leave. We got to go on over there and take the land. You said, now, preacher, wait a minute. What did God do? God said, you fellas be faithful and honor me. And he looked at that bunch, and old Caleb said, we're well able. Let's go up at once and possess the land. We can do it right now. We can do it now. Amen. Him and old Joshua, God tapped them on the shoulder and said, boys, you've been faithful. You've been faithful. He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to let this whole outfit die. All this generation. I'm going to let them die. I'm going to kill the whole bunch. He said, when they're all gone, boys, I'm going to take you in. So years rolled by, and one day, Joshua said, Cave? said, yeah, Josh. said, how you feeling? said, feel fine. said, how's your wardrobe? He said, my garments haven't waxed old. He said, you know, my blood pressure's good, too. He said, my feet haven't swelled a bit. Hey, he said, Cave said, that fellow we just got through burying said, you know anything about him? Oh, what, John? said, that's the last one, that bunch of doubting. said, that's the last one. said, let's see now. said, you're right. said, that was the last one. said, we just got through burying him, didn't we? Yeah. He said, you know what God told us, don't you? Yeah. He said, well, let's go pack right quick. Hey, let's, let's get ready to go. Amen. He said, hey, Joshua said, think we ought to have kind of a marching song as we go, don't you? Yeah, I said, I think we ought to have one. He said, can you think of one we ought to sing? And he started singing. I want that mountain, I want that mountain, where the milk and honey flows, where the great celestial grows. I want that mountain, I want that mountain, the mountain that the Lord has promised me. Amen! Hallelujah! I want that mountain, I want that mountain, oh, where the milk and the honey flows, where them great big old grapes celestial grows. I want that mountain, I want that mountain, the mountain that the Lord has given me. Him that honor me, I'll honor. And I see that old man closing out his ministry. He's old and feeble now, but he's a closing out. Let's listen to him as he's about to speak. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Amen. That's honoring God, boys. That's spitting in the devil's eye. That's telling him where to get off at. Amen. 
I want the ladies to come to the instruments. Come on, girls. Said them that honor me, well, I honor. I believe that, folks. And I believe that. I believe it with all my heart. I believe if you honor him in your home, I believe he'll honor you. I believe if you kids will honor him at school, he'll honor you. Tina, baby, come here. She's bashful like her daddy. She won't like this. Come here, baby. Come here. Oh, man. I'm getting old. Amen. Fat and fifty. Old Tina ain't perfect. I still have to use a little bell ollie on her every once in a while. She just rolled her eyes and said, Daddy. Amen. You wonder where she got all her looks from? She got them from me. Got all I had. And you little old boys, keep your eyes to yourself. Over school. Oh, Tina ain't perfect. She makes a lot of boo-boos and no-nos. But over school, they kind of, you know, Josh Adler. Her. She, she Tina likes these dresses here. I like them real good myself. I like them. Amen. They make fun of her. She don't wear no mini skirts. She don't wear a men's pants and trousers, slacks, if you please. She don't wear them. No, no. See, it's wrong to wear them. Didn't you know that? Yeah, it's wrong to wear them. It sure is. Well, you said I wear them, then you're wrong too. Oh, you said I'm a, I'm a preacher's wife. I don't care if you're a preacher's wife, Tilly. It's wrong for you to wear them too. Well, you how old Tina, she, she, uh, she wears, you know, like kind of clothes. They make fun of her. Well, here a while back, there's a storm coming through Cleveland. Boy, I mean a bad tearing things down. And they got all the kids down laying down on the floor. One little old girl got all scared and said, Let me lay down by the side of Tina Blue. She's a Christian. See, this thing honoring God pays off, boy. Amen. That good sugar, buddy. Go on there. You little old girl said, well, I got to be like the crab. You silly little old snotty-nosed thing. You ain't got the sense of a goose. Boy, you honor God. The world never was supposed to set your style. Huh? You're supposed to be different and peculiar from the world. You listen to me? Well, you said, I don't, I don't preach against things like that. Well, the, the colored man, what was that he called that? A compromiser. That's what you is. He is trying to say, huh? Yeah, they are. He is trying to say compromiser. And he looked at him and said, compromiser. And that's what you are. You say, I don't like you. No, your brother the devil don't either, so that makes two of you. I believe you ought to stake some things down and purpose some things in your heart that you want to honor God. I believe there ought to be some school kids on this altar tonight, not because I say so, 
But I believe that lost bunch of kids that's got a cussing hell raising daddy and mama ought to see some reality over in them schoolrooms. Amen? You may be the only life they'll ever see. And some of you daddies and some of you men that's worked down there on that cussing job all these years and hadn't honored God and showed the world your colors, you don't honor God when you go back down there. And some of you stinking preachers that's got a backbone like a frostbit potato vine, look like last year's bird's nest just about as empty. You ought to crawl up in your pulpit and be a man for a while. Let them know you're the pastor and you love them and care for them. But tell it like it is to men like they are. Go ahead and play, girls. They say music comes a savage beast. Not too loud, girls. I won't talk a little tad more. Some of you mamas and daddies right now, your homes is filled with bickering. Some of your homes are filled with quarreling and agitation. Some of you kids and men and women that don't honor God, you ought to start tonight. You ought to walk this aisle and get down on your knees and say, God, when I turn my face toward the front of this building again, I want to honor you from here on out. 